Welcome back to The Peripheral. On today's episode, I decided to do something a little bit more lighthearted. I do have some pretty heavy topics coming up, so I wanted to do something a little different today. Well, today's episode, uh, I want you to ask yourself a question. Have you ever felt a little out of place, decided to take a DNA test just to see your roots, and while doing so, uncover a family secret that will turn your world on its head? Well, today's guest, Erica, does exactly that. I'm Erica, and I am here in Oregon, and I'm sharing the story about my biological father that I found three years ago through Ancestry DNA. It's a pretty wild story. You say biological father three years ago, so obviously somebody else was raising you, right? Yeah, so I am, I'll be 35 in December. I was raised by my mom, my and the man she married when she was 18 and pregnant, um, who I knew as my father. And that was my life. I grew up with these really nice young Christian parents who had me as a teenager, but then they, you know, got married. They did exactly what good Christian teenagers do when they knock each other up. Right. <laughs> and when I was born, my family lived in our hometown in California still. Then when my dad graduated high school and I was born, they decided to move to Oregon and start their lives in Oregon. And so my dad could go to college and he went to a Christian college in Portland, Oregon, which is really funny because if you knew my parents today, like they're not religious, but my parents moved to Oregon. I was like, I think one and a half or two. And my dad started school at his Christian Bible College, and my mom was pregnant with my little brother. He and I are only 18 months apart. Um, So my mom had my brother, and a couple years later, she had my sister, and my sister and I are four years apart. And that's when my mom told my dad that she didn't know if I was his or not, because I looked so much different than their other two kids. I had really dark black hair growing up and it got lighter as I was older. I still have dark brown hair, but it wasn't always black. Mm -hmm. But when I was born, I had a full head of really long black hair and both of my siblings have like my brother is a redhead and my sister has really light auburn hair and they both have blue eyes and freckles. And I have green eyes and I'm light skinned, but I'm definitely darker than they are. Well, recessive genes, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my my dad that my mom married and he's on my birth certificate because he was there the day I was born. Mm-hmm. You know, he had green eyes and he has like medium brown hair. So it wasn't impossible. I definitely passed as his daughter, I think. <laughs> Like, I feel like I have. Looking back, I'm like, did I really pass this as daughter? Or did people just not question it? (laughs) Or did people do and then not ever ask, like, question it in front of me? Because if that's the case, they did a great job of keeping it a secret from me. (laughs) You know, I 
I don't even question it anymore because I see some people it's like, oh yeah, that's your sister. I can tell, or that's your mom or your dad. I can tell. And then there's other times where I'm like, you look nothing alike. I have no idea how you even made it into that family, but that's your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of how I was. I was like, you know, like my siblings and I, like, we have very similar, like my sister and I have very similar noses and we all have big round eyes. So, you know, we had enough similarities. I Me, mean, mind you, my sister has gorgeous straight auburn hair and my hair is super dark and super curly. <laughs> yeah. so I was always jealous of her and then yeah so I guess I'll backtrack just a smidge again and say that I was four when my sister was born and that's when my mom told my dad that when she got pregnant with me she was seeing my dad and my biological father and she didn't know which one was the dad but she chose my dad Kevin who raised me because he was the nice one okay he was the nice one and with who like was planning on going to college and you know had a plan for his life so she stopped seeing my biological dad I'm gonna call him Anthony for this because that's the name he uses on social media (laughs) so she cut ties with Anthony and made her life with my dad, Kevin. And Mm. like I said, they got married, they moved to Oregon, they had a bunch more kids. They ended up having four kids together. Yeah. And my entire life, I always felt like I felt loved by my parents. I knew my parents loved me. I knew they cared about me. We did a bunch of stuff as family, like almost all of our family still lives in California. But my dad, Kevin had his grandma, my great grandma, and a couple of her kids who lived in the Portland metro area. So about three times a year, we'd like trek out from the inner city area that we grew up in to the really fancy rich people areas of Portland and visit my dad's family. And usually it was for like my great grandma's birthday, Easter, and like Christmas or Thanksgiving. And I always felt out of place in my family. And I never really knew why it was just like a weird, like gnawing feeling. Like I said, I knew my parents loved me. I felt super loved by my family, but I just always felt a little out of place. You know, my parents were teenage parents and um, my dad usually had two or three jobs growing up. And my mom was always doing something like she's very much an entrepreneur. She was always trying some way to make extra money, whether it was like babysitting people's kids or like diving full into like selling Pampered Chef and sold life insurance for a while. Like my mom was always doing something. So I always felt like comfortable in our life, but then I'd go to these fancy people's houses in these fancy neighborhoods. So I just thought, well, I feel out of place because it's a class thing and I don't really understand that, but that's just the way it is. And in high school, my brother and I, went to school together. And because we're only a year and a half apart, we were only a grade apart. And we had the same last name, but people never believed that he was my brother. Because like I said, he has red hair and freckles and blue eyes. And people would always be like, oh, is that your stepbrother? And I was like, no, that's my, he's just my brother. I have scars to prove it. Exactly. (laughs) 
And I was like, we've, this is just my brother. And I'd always, they'd be like, uh-huh. I would have been the guy that's like, oh yeah, that's your brother. And I wouldn't have questioned it at all. <laughs> yeah. And I was always kind of like, why people ask me that? That's just a silly thing to ask. And I would get stuff like that a lot. Or I, I have people who were Hispanic also think that I was Hispanic. And I was always very flattered because I loved, uh, I don't know how PC this is to say, but I really loved brown people. Like I really felt close and like I could relate to them. And like, I really was very drawn, especially to Mexican people. And I didn't mm. really understand why. <laughs> yeah. And Just... again, like I would kind of chalk it up to living in like the inner city area of Portland. It was a very diverse area with all sorts of people. So I was like, oh, it's just, this is where I grew up. So I'm, that's who I'm used to, I guess. Yeah. Just finding reasons to why people would question my identity. <laughs> I, th I think it makes sense. And you have just this sense of something uh, you yeah. just couldn't, couldn't quite put your finger on. And growing up, my mom really missed our hometown in California. And so every summer, we had spent the entire summer at my grandma's house and my aunt, my mom's sister had three girls and their dad is Mexican. And people always thought my cousins were my sisters. It was me and my three sisters. And then my four blonde, redheadish, blue eyed cousins, um, like everywhere. We, anytime we went anywhere together, people always thought, oh, those three are my sister and the other kids are your cousins. And I was always having to correct people. <laughs> um, and yeah. actually, it's really funny. Like, my oldest cousin and I, we do look a lot alike. Um, yeah. Which is fun. I always said she's my second sister. Yeah. She was my best friend growing up. So, yeah. So what? at what age did you really think, okay, I, I, I question this. And then, and when did your mom say, I'm not really sure? <laughs> um, My mom never actually told I had to confront my mom about it when okay. I took a DNA test mm -hmm. or not I feel like confront sounds like a really harsh word yeah. I had to gently bring it up to my mom because I knew it was going to be a tough subject yeah so I think I was like 20 or 21 and I was taking like some community college writing class and now I can't remember I was given like a topic I had to write on and I can't remember what the topic was but I was really excited about writing this paper and I was talking to my stepdad and we had to drive from Portland down to Salem, which is like a 45 minute drive because my car was broken down at a shop in Salem. This was my mom's boyfriend because my parents got divorced when I was 18. And so he's giving me a ride to my car. So we had a nice long car ride together. And I was telling him all about how I was going to write this paper and I was like, yeah, I'm going to talk about how people always assume that that I'm Mexican, that my siblings aren't my siblings, and how, you know, people shouldn't make assumptions based on how somebody looks. And he was basically like, Erica, you can stop being coy. If there's something you want to know, just ask me. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? What would I be coy for? I'm just telling you about a school paper I have to write. And... He was like, oh, never mind. Um, excuse me, sir. So you can't never mind that now. 
So now he's like, the one what? being coy. <laughs> right. I was like, you can't just leave. Like, why would you say that? And so I finally got him to say, okay, well, your mom told me once and she doesn't want you to know because it was a really bad experience that you might not be Kevin's. And I was like, well, what do you mean I might not be Kevin's? Well, your mom was dating this other guy at the same time as your dad. And he was Mexican and it ended really badly. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And so my stepdad told me this wild story, which I still don't know if if it's true or not. But he either borrowed or stole your mom's car and like crashed it. And your grandma hated him. And, you know, I heard that maybe he went to prison, but your mom's not sure. (laughs) And he's just, you know, a really big partier and he might be your dad. And I was like, okay, well, what's his name? And he was like, well, I don't know. Your mom wouldn't tell me that. (laughs) And I was like, okay. The plot plot thickens. Yeah. And then he was like, please don't tell your mom that I told you this. Like she told me in confidence. She really doesn't want you to know. Like, and I was like, well, don't you think I should know? And he's like, it doesn't matter what I think. Your mom will tell you when she's ready. Okay. And now it's too late. (laughs) Yeah. And part of me was like, okay, now I know that maybe I am Mexican. And so I like told some of my close friends about this because it was too like juicy and exciting to not share. And a lot of my close friends were not white people. So they were like, yeah, that's really obviously you're just now like figuring that out. You don't look anything like your siblings. They're like, welcome to our world. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. <laughs> And I never, I never told my mom that my stepdad told me that because I did, I, you know, I believed that my mom's a pretty honest person with the exception of this one really big secret she kept my whole life. (laughs) Other than that, she's very blunt and very honest. So I was like, okay, if she didn't tell me there's probably a really serious or in her mind, good reason to not say anything. And I did ask my stepdad, I was like, does my dad, like, does Kevin know? Because I don't want to keep this secret from my dad and feel like I'm lying to him all the time. And he was like, yes, your dad knows that you might not be his. And I was like, and he's just okay with it. And he was like, he's just okay with it. And I was like, all right. I mean, they stayed married for 18 years. So. Yeah. <laughs> and they only got divorced because my mom wanted the divorce. So <laughs> I think my dad would have stayed married to my mom forever. That's a good guy. That's a good guy right there. I will say both my parents are much happier with the people they're married to now. And I'm really glad that I know it sounds weird to be like, I'm so glad my parents got divorced, but they're just, they're much happier now. It it sounds weird, but I mean, shouldn't we all want people to be happier and successful and progress in life? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Maybe a year. Well, I guess it was a couple years later. I was at Thanksgiving at my dad Kevin's house with his wife and all of my siblings. And we were all there like hanging out. I think we I was trying to play Call of Duty with my brothers and being really bad at it. And uh, I shot my brother in the game. And, you know, he said <laughs> something snarky or I said something snarky to him. I can't remember. And he was like, well, you're probably the mailman's baby. Oh my God. <laughs> and knowing that. And then we made a joke because my dad works for UPS and we were like, no, I'd be the UPS man's baby or, you know, something like that. And 
then I felt a little bit awkward because I was like, oh, shit, like my siblings don't know that I might not actually be their whole sister. Mm -hmm. I might just be their half sister. So like I tried to change the subject and I was like, oh, you know, that couldn't happen. Like dad's on my birth certificate. You guys are dummies. And tried to laugh it off really awkwardly. But you're just digging the hole deeper now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm making it so much worse. And my stepmom, bless her heart. I love, like, I'm, I lucked out with step parents. I love my step parents so much. Uh, She chimes in and she was like, well, actually, you can put anybody you want down on the birth certificate if they're willing to sign it. Me knowing that, like, secret in the back of my mind that my dad, Kevin, might not actually be my dad. I was like, why is she saying that? Does she know? (laughs) Does she know this huge secret? I was like, that's such a weird thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think this was in like 2012. So this and I the sibling rivalry while you're shooting each other in Call of Duty is turning into a whole family secret unraveling. Okay, <laughs> just a little bit. I think I changed the subject after she said that because I was like, "That's a weird thing to say." I'm going to shut up now about that. And I think on the drive home, I like panic called my best friend and was telling her all about it, and she was like, "Yeah, she probably knows Erica." And I was like, "I can't say anything." I don't want to like blow up my family. We're all getting along great. My parents are done fighting. They're both in happy marriages. Like I'm not going to drop the bomb on our lives right now. Take a moment to get a word from our sponsor, Factor. With a busy fall season just around the corner, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor is America's ready-to-eat meal kit. can help save time, help you eat well, and stay on track with any healthy lifestyle. I know I'm always on the go, so... I don't have a lot of time to cook at home. I don't have time to sit around ordering out. With Factor, I can skip the extra trip to the grocery store, all the chopping, prepping, all of this, and still get a flavorful and a nutritional meal. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then go back to whatever you were doing. For me, that's recording this podcast. You can refresh healthy habits without missing a beat. Choose from 34 plus weekly flavored packs, ready to eat in under two minutes. If you need an extra boost to feel your best for the rest of the summer, you can try their Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Or you can round out the meal and replenish your snack supply. And they even have cold pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. Head to factormeals.com slash peripheral50 and use code peripheral50 to get 50% off. That code peripheral50 at factormeals.com slash peripheral50 to get 50% off. And I would tell people, oh yeah, I think that I'm probably Mexican. I probably have another family, but I don't know for sure. And then in 2020, when everybody was quarantining, a friend on Facebook said she had an extra ancestry DNA test and she was going to sell it for 40 bucks. Woohoo. That's way cheaper than online. I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. So I like bought it from her. She mailed it to me. I sat on it for like a month and a half. Cause I was like, do I really, do I really want to know? And you know, I'm just going to do it. Like <laughs> what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> And so I took the test and I think I mailed it in like June or May of 2020. And I got my results in August of 2020. And that's when I was like, holy shit, this is changing my life. It did in fact show I am actually half Mexican. (laughs) And 
okay, I'm pretty sure none of my other siblings are half Mexican. So then I called my sister, the one that's four years younger than me. And I was like, I'm going to send you an ancestry DNA test. I need you to take it. I need you to take it. This is a command. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I had shared with her and I'll backtrack a little bit. Me and my sister are super close. We're like best friends. So I had confided in, in her years ago, I think probably when we were out drinking one night about this deep possible secret in our family. And she was like, yeah, you don't look anything like us. And she was like, yeah, I won't tell mom that you told me. And I was like, cool, this is awesome. <laughs> so she did. She took the test and she is not half Mexican. <laughs> yeah. And it shows me, I think on Ancestry DNA, it like breaks it down. They're like, this could be your half sister or your first cousin. Well, she's definitely not my first cousin. So she's my half sister. Yeah. And then it also showed that I had a half brother on my father's side. So it just had his name. And I like, first I tried Googling it and then social media and nothing turned up. And then I finally like on ancestry DNA, it will let you like message people that you share DNA with if they, And then it like sends an email to whatever email account it is that you signed up with. So I messaged him and I was like, hey, I'm Erica. Ancestry DNA says you're my half brother and that we have the same dad. Do you know him? Could I like talk to you? I don't know him. I only know my mom. And he didn't message back right away. And so moved on to the next closest relative on the list. And it was a great aunt. So I messaged her and I was like, Hey, I'm Erica. Um, I don't know who my biological dad is. That's why I took this test. I'm, I, it says that we're related and I'm hoping that you might know him and can at least give me his name. And she was amazing because she was like on it. She was like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this and figure out who your dad is. And she's like, it's one of my nephews. that now it's like this investigation oh yeah she like took it so serious and she did she figured out which one of her nephews was my dad and she put me in touch with my grandma their mom and my uncle his my biological dad's brother and he was the one I talked to first because my biological dad is kind of a hot mess um Unfortunately, he's struggled with drug addiction most of his adult life. So he's yeah. not always uh, the most reliable person to get a hold of. So everyone was like, talk to Pancho, who's my uncle. He, he'll help you. Yeah, my, my biological See? father was the same way. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you get it. Not Not the most. I mean, I didn't spend my whole childhood with him, but. Now that I know, I think I've talked to him once since he's found out about me. But everyone else in his family was super excited to get to know me. His, my biological's dad's ex-wife reached out to me on Facebook. And she was like, I was married to him for like 10 years. We have 10 kids together. Here are all my kids. Um, And... And she was like, and he cheated on me a whole bunch. So here are all the other kids that I know about. Wow. Yeah. So it turned out that I have 22, maybe 23 siblings from my biological dad. 10 of them are all with his ex-wife. 
the half brother I found on Ancestry DNA was given up for adoption as a baby. So he wasn't able to answer any of my questions because he was on Ancestry DNA doing the same thing. <laughs> um, yeah. But I was able to connect him with the family that I did find. So that year, our dad's biological family got two new kids. And um, at the time, my brother that I found on Ancestry was 18. So he was pretty young still. And it turned out that he had two other 18-year-old brothers that year, or we did. So our dad was busy that year. Apparently. uh, (laughs) Did your mom find out you were doing all this? Yeah. Once I got a hold of my uncle, Pancho, he was so excited. He was like, oh, your mom is so great. We just always loved your mom. He's like, I'm going to reach out to her. And I was like, fuck, I need to tell my mom before this random guy from high school, from her like partying days, messages her and is like, hey, guess what? Your daughter told me that she's my niece. Oh, my God. My mom's going to be so angry. So I called my stepdad and I was like, I need you to know that I'm calling mom next, but I want you to have a heads up because I know she's going to be upset. And he was like, okay. He's like, I can't believe you did this. Not he wasn't mad at me, but he was just like, yeah. I was not prepared for this phone call on a random August night. <laughs> and I hung up with him. I called my mom and I told her everything about I well, I didn't tell her about the previous conversation my stepdad yeah. and I had had like 10 years earlier. Yeah. Cause I was like, she doesn't need to know that part. Um <laughs> if you've had but some, I did tell her you had to had some pretty awkward conversations with your mom <laughs> yeah I did tell her about I was like so I bought this DNA test off of Facebook because I was really excited about how cheap it was and she was like why would you do that well because I thought it would be fun and she was <laughs> like oh okay I already got my results mom so you don't have to tell me and I was like but I do know that I have a different dad than the rest of my siblings yeah And that my uncle Pancho reached out to me and he's probably going to want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so she had a lot of her own feelings. I think she's still like, she's always telling me, you know, what I did was like, she's like, I just, you know, I didn't know which one was your dad. And I was embarrassed about that. And I was so young. And she's like, so I picked the guy that was the nice one that I thought would give us a better life. And she's like, and now that I know, like, you know, Anthony made all these poor choices and, you know, has struggled with addiction and has 23 siblings or, you know, other kids out there. She's like, I'm really glad that you didn't have to grow up like that. And I was like, okay, I'm not mad at you, mom. I have no like ill will towards you. And I understand Mm -hmm. why you did what you did and the choices you made. I'm just letting you know that I know now and that I'm going to be looking for my family and I want to get to know them. My mom would have been like, I don't want them calling me. (laughs) Yeah. She, that's, she was like that for a while. And now like my uncle and my mom and stepdad have like gone to dinner a few times and reconnected. They don't talk a whole lot, but I know they've reconnected a little bit. Um, So I was like, that's kind of fun. And yeah. So I think it's been, it's, been interesting i haven't met anybody in 
person yet, just because I haven't been down to California. That was going to be my next question is, have you had any holidays or big family reunions or anything because of this? Um, Not yet. I think by the time like my biological dad's family found out about me, like, yes, they were super excited, but they were also, you know, I'm just one of 23, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, you're not just one. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've never like made me feel bad, but you know, everybody's busy and I'm busy and, you know, how many kids does this guy have? <laughs> so it, it kind of feels like they've, this has happened a few times where someone's been like, surprise, I'm, you know, his son or daughter, or I'm having his baby. <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh, not again. They're, they're like, think, uh, we don't have enough money for this next Christmas. Just please. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know you. Um, yeah. I think. <laughs> The first time I talked to my biological grandma on the phone, we were both like crying and she was so happy to know me. And I had found out, so this is uh, a bit sad, just as a forewarning. I found out I had a sister named Kayla and she had died in a car accident in June of 2020. So two months before I got my results, I found out I had a sister who had passed away. And she was very beloved in our family. And um, she was the oldest daughter that Anthony and his wife, who had 10 kids with him, she was the oldest daughter. So I was like, I was heartbroken when I found out about that. I, I'm never going to know this person. And then it was really weird to like grieve somebody that you've never met, if that makes sense. Uh her birthday is November 2nd and mine is December 2nd. So in 2020, when her first birthday passed, I was a mess. I was like bawling my eyes out. And I was like, I don't know why I'm so upset. Like I never even met this person, yeah. but she's my sister. So What's that it was weird. It's that opportunity that you you know you don't have anymore. It's that one yeah. more connection, family connection that you can't make. Yeah, so that was interesting and sad and I gotten to know her mom a little bit and um, some of our other siblings and she had four children um, that her mom is raising now so I get to and we're friends on Facebook so I get to see like all my nieces and nephews pictures and her mom like sends me updates on their lives and how everyone's doing and a couple times a year so that's really it's really sweet Considering how awful it sounds like her marriage to our biological dad was, um, his ex-wife has been super welcoming and yeah. really loving and wanting to like help me make connections with her children and my other siblings. And so I've been very fortunate. Yeah. No, it's, it's a similar story to mine, but I don't have all the siblings you do, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, my my mom never told me anything about my biological dad. She just said he's dead. When I was old enough to realize that my father who raised me for a brief period of time wasn't my biological father. And, you know, he was shorter, bald, and didn't look <laughs> anything like me. And when I was old enough to finally figure that out, she just said, oh, yeah, your father was, you know, in jail when you were born and he's dead now. And then I found out that he wasn't dead yet. He was still alive. But then when I 
finally did meet him, I realized that I didn't need to meet him. <laughs> he wasn't the, the best guy. And uh, he was a big time drug dealer and user. And I think he ended up passing away just a year or two after I met him. And I don't know if my life was any better by meeting him or not. You know, I don't think it really added any value besides just giving me closure of, oh, this was the person that donated the sperm that created me, but not really a father figure in any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, it's just. Yeah. Like that is wild. Your biological dad story is so similar to mine. Yeah. I'm really glad that I did all this and my dad, Kevin, and I actually have like a much better relationship now. Mm-hmm. Like we never had like a bad relationship growing up or like in my adult life. Sometimes it was hard and strained and now it's like even better. And I had someone point out to me, they were like, do you ever think that maybe it was hard and strained at times because your dad was keeping this huge secret from you? And yeah. now you guys don't have this huge secret between you and you can just have a relationship. Yeah, I was trying and to I think was like I was trying to oh, think sorry. of a way, I was trying to think of a way to ask that, but yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, I haven't thought about it like that, but you're probably right. We probably do get along much better now mm-hmm. without that huge secret. And when my dad, Kevin, because I So I called my stepdad and gave him the heads up that I was calling my mom to let her know because I knew she'd be upset when she got off the phone with me. And then she called my dad, Kevin, to let him know that I knew and what I had done. And then he immediately called me. And the first thing he told me was how much he loved me and how glad he was that I was his daughter and that nothing would ever change that, that, you know, he was there the day I was born and he has loved me ever since. And that learning that he wasn't my like biological father would never change that because he was always going to be my real dad. If that makes sense. Yeah. Detective came and knocked on the door. And I said, is it Renee? And he just gave me that solemn look. It was the worst day ever. The Proof Podcast is back with a new case and a new season. 23 years ago, 18-year-old Renee Ramos went missing. Her body was later found in an empty Home Depot building on the edge of town. I don't think that they arrested the right people. It's about time somebody's trying to do something. She had a black eye about two weeks before she was murdered. They are involved. They definitely had her body and her backpack. You know people are going to judge you, right? Of course. They're judging me now. They've been judging me damn near my whole life. You can listen now to season two of Proof, wherever you get your podcasts. And follow along with us as we reinvestigate the murder at the warehouse. I have to ask, did you kill Renee? American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. 
the debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. That was really like, I was like, I know, Dad, but like, you know, just being like, oh, you don't have to say it, Dad. Like, I know, but it was really nice to hear it, even though I tried to play it off like, oh, I don't need to hear that. You know, it just... For whatever reason, now that the cat's out of the bag, he, you know, it's just his way of reassuring, you know, just, yeah. Uh, by the way. And uh, when, when I was pregnant with my son, who will be nine tomorrow, <laughs> I w- had a really hard, like high risk pregnancy. And I ended up being in the hospital for a while. And my dad was there with me the whole time I was in the hospital. So that was nice of him. But he, I guess, had called my mom and was like, I think we need to tell Erica that I might not be her real dad. Like, she's having some really serious complications with the baby. And I ended up having to have, like, emergency surgery while I was pregnant. So my dad was, like, really wanting to tell me then. And my mom was like, no, I don't want to tell her. Like, she's too stressed out. Like, I don't want to burden her with more stress unless we, like, medically have to tell her. For like medical purposes and looking back I'm like she should have just told me then and then I'm like oh I was kind of a mess <laughs> with my first pregnancy with my son his dad and I weren't together and we haven't been together so I was single and pregnant and that's a whole nother story and you know all the emotions that go into that so I'm like I see like I was already stressed and had a lot on my plate But I'm also like, I could have known sooner. (laughs) Like we could have just all gotten this out of the way sooner. (laughs) And and is it better to get all your wisdom teeth out at once or to do it over time? (laughs) I mean, you're you're stressed and might as well get more lumped onto it. I don't know. What's the logic there? (laughs) And, you know, I, I, I ended up having a healthy baby and not needing like any blood transfusions or anything. So she's able to keep that secret a little bit longer. Mm hmm. Until I was like, I, I can't do it anymore. I've got to open this can of worms. Sorry, mom. No, I, I know I've I've kept things from people because of the situation they were in at the time. But I think it always turns into, well, I didn't tell them when it happened because they were in the hospital or whatever. And now it's been a month. And now it's weird if I tell them. And then you end up never telling them because, you know, it's just now it's weird. But <laughs> I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> So that's kind of what I thought. I was like, well, I mean, yeah, I told my dad, I was like, you guys should have, you should have just told me. And he's like, well, I wanted to respect your mom's wishes. And I was like, you're too nice to her. You guys aren't even married anymore. <laughs> but I mean, I've, like I said, I'm glad they're nice to each other and get along yeah. well now. <laughs> so but I kind of gave him a hard time about it too. <laughs> so obviously even amongst the 28 siblings you have, you're, you're kind of the, the, the feisty one. I take it. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes, um, I feel like my youngest, younger two sisters that I grew up with now, I always have to like preface when I'm talking about siblings. Once people know how many I have, yeah. 
because I'm like, okay, I have the four siblings that I grew up with from like the time I was born and they all came along until I moved out of the house at 18. Yeah. I mean, they're still my siblings, but I was the first one out. So, yeah. um, and that's also the same year our parents got divorced and then they both remarried and my stepdad has three kids and my stepmom has four kids. So then in my twenties, I had seven new step siblings. And then in my thirties, I found out I have 22 other half siblings. <laughs> and uh, one of my half sisters is only four months older than my son. So I oh, have wow. a nine-year-old sister and she's the youngest one that I know. Yeah. That's always weird. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know if there's any other, I have a bunch of siblings that are teenagers still and a bunch that are in their twenties. And I have one or two older brothers that are biologically related to me. So even out of like all of my siblings, I'm still one of the oldest. I was going to say, you're still the oldest. So <laughs> yeah. you get to tell the rest of them what to do. <laughs> exactly. And part of me was like, I always wanted an older brother. Like growing up, I used to beg my parents for an older brother. And my mom loved watching Oprah and I'd watch it with her. And, you know, Oprah always shares stories about like people's lives. And I think we watched one about adoption or something. And I was like, mom, you could just adopt an older brother for me. <laughs> we could just go get one. <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> yeah. She never got me one. Can you believe that? <laughs> Apparently, you got 28. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I got so many now. That's awesome. It is. It's it's really fun. And, and I'm glad that it, it didn't cause a rift in your family. It didn't cause major drama. I mean, it was sort of, obviously, it's sort of a... I don't know if it's a running joke, but it's just people kind of reference it now and, and it had no impact on anyone's relationships with your your parents or with any other siblings or anything. And that's always good to hear. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad it didn't. I was a little bit nervous. Like I said, it was my mom's secret that she kept and I didn't know how she would do. And I've had people ask me like, aren't you angry that your mom kept this from you? Or I, I'm half Mexican and I grew up in a white family my whole life. And they're like, you've missed out on your whole like cultural identity. Like, doesn't that make you mad? And, and I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm a pretty empathetic person and I can't go back and change it. So I just, I'm going to move forward with what I know now. I mean, you wouldn't know it any differently. I I mean, all I could say is maybe you didn't get better food growing up. <laughs> <laughs> right. I grew up in Southern California, so I ate a lot of Mexican food. It was great. <laughs> yeah. And like like I said, I spent my summers in California. We're from Paso Robles. I don't know yeah. if you know where that is, but that's where we're from. Yeah. So. I grew up north of LA. And... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then I uh, moved back and lived in Van Nuys and Koreatown and stuff, but I, yeah left LA because I could not afford it. <laughs> like when my son was first born, I went down to California for a while and I was like, I should move here. I was like, I could just start my whole life over with my new baby and this would be a great fresh start. And then I was like, that's so expensive. And I'm a single parent. I was like, this is a pipe dream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and oh, I, I, uh, I'm glad that you 
you took the time to find your family and and that they embraced you too um you know i guess that's like the great part of the story is all of them were like oh yeah hey we love your mom and we love you because you're you <laughs> you know yeah i was definitely a little nervous about that i was like what if they all hate me or what if they're angry and then i was worried because i knew nothing about him i was like what if he cleaned up his life and he's like happily married and i'm dropping a bombshell in their marriage and so part of me is like well luckily that didn't happen but i don't know you wish people have nice lives right so yeah mm, it worked out i mean yeah it you had a father uh you know and that's all that matters is you had the person that raised you and cared for you you have lots of good father figures you didn't need that one <laughs> yeah that's kind of how i feel i'm like he's like an extra he helped create me and now I have a really cool story because of him and can be like, no one can beat me by the number of siblings they have. Like I have yet to meet someone who has more siblings than me. Now just imagine if you actually had to grow up with all of them. <laughs> yeah. Then right? I don't know. I don't know if that would be called winning. <laughs> That's true. I also wondered, cause I gone back to our hometown so much and so much of my biological family also lives in our hometown or like surrounding areas. And like, how many times have I gone to the fair or gone to town? Cross paths. I was home. Yeah. I'm like, I was homeschooled a lot growing up. So we'd spend a lot of time in California. And I'm like, how many times like could I have run into them or played at the park with my siblings and had no idea or cousins? And um, yeah, it's it's crazy. To think about that I might have met people and not known that I met them or crossed paths. One of my cousins on my dad, Kevin's side, reached out to me last year. She's mixed race. Mm -hmm. And she grew up knowing her dad, but she he was not always around and she doesn't she didn't know a lot about her culture and heritage. And then I moved my family out from Eugene to a reservation and my son is uh indigenous and an enrolled tribal member so we moved out to his reservation I took this teaching job and we've been living here for about a year and she reached out to me and she was like I think it's so incredible that you're teaching your children about their heritage and culture and she's like my mom tried but she didn't, you know, she's white and she didn't know a lot. She's like, I love that you're like trying to find your own and learn about your own history and also learning about your children and trying to incorporate their heritage into their lives. And so that's been, that was really sweet and encouraging. Thank you so much for sharing, Erica. I would love to hear stories about I would love to hear more stories from listeners about DNA tests or family secrets, if they have any. Please write to the peripheral podcast at gmail.com.